Good day, disciples, and welcome to Different Stages Radio. I'm JJ, and this is Volume 2 of Scrape Records' 26th anniversary, featuring bands and band members that have made appearances and have done meet and greets at Scrape during its 18-plus years of existence as a physical location, that is. So I hope you enjoyed Part 1. It was just crazy to go through all those bands. Most of those bands, actually, I think all of those bands, um, did their initial meet and greets at the original Scrape location. With this episode of Part 2, you're going to get some duplicates of some of those same artists because they did second or third or even in some occasions a fourth meet and greet at Scrape. And then there'll be, of course, some bands that weren't on Volume 1 that were only ever at the second Scrape location. And uh, along with more stories and little uh, tidbits along the way of some shenanigans that may have happened may have happened at Scrape with with the bands. So I hope you um, enjoyed that. It's just crazy to go through all of this stuff. So many bands, so many, um, so many things, just so many things. So um, if you're new to the show, I'm JJ. I used to own and operate Scrape Records. There is still a physical presence online, scraperecords.com, where you can still find select product you can also find this this is probably something you should really look at is uh gig posters most of these shows i've been talking about um when these bands would be in town doing meet and greets i still have a lot of these gig posters and you can find them on scraperecords.com so if you're one of those people who likes to archive things and want some really cool pieces of artwork on your walls you might want to go check out scraperecords.com to get yourself some really cool posters and tons of other things too. There's, I think I'm sitting around nearly a thousand or 800, I think it's at least 800 or so different gig and promo posters. Um, so you might want to take a look. So with this episode, like I said, we got some repeat bands, but I'm not going to play the same tracks. Got to play some other stuff. And um, what I was trying to do with, just like the last episode, is the tracks that I'll be playing are going to coincide with when those bands were in town doing their tours and meet and greets. So I'm trying to, you know, geek out as hard as I can and going back to those albums. So I'm going to start this episode off with uh, a carryover band from the last episode that I didn't have a chance to get to just because I was short on time. So this time I'm going to open up with Annihilator, Jeff Waters. The Annihilator never did a signing at the store, but Jeff Waters, when he was living in the greater Vancouver area, he would make uh, appearances at the store. Sometimes he'd be dropping off product. Um, I'd be selling some Annihilator shirts for him and he'd bring down some other things and he'd just come down and hang out sometimes. So it was nice to have Jeff stop by a number of times in the early years. And um, so I thought I'd spin some Annihilator in that case because it's, you know, it's, it's on that border. But everything else, we're going to be doing lots of meet and greet stuff. We've got some more Opeth to get to. 
We're going to get to more in Flames, but then we also have things like Nevermore to get to. We also have things like Sabaton, Satyricon, Guar. I know. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to ruin everything, but there's a lot, lot still to get to, so stick around. Tickets, I can't you know, remind you enough, go to differentstagesradio.com, click on the contest and giveaway page. If you're listening to this show the day of release on November 7th, this very night, November 7th in Vancouver, you can still go and see Suicide, Suicide Silence and Chelsea Grin at the Rickshaw Theatre in Vancouver, November 7th. Keep that in mind. Other things happening in November that are totally worthy. Catatonia touring North America and will be in Vancouver on November 25th. It's a Saturday. Uh, MRG Live presents that, and they are courteous enough to give us a pair of tickets to give away to that. So check out um, differentstagesradio.com to win some tickets. Same thing for a couple cool shows coming up in December. Two Nights of Steel Panther. We're giving away a buttload of tickets to that for both nights as well as on um, December 20th at the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver. We're giving away tickets to Zach Sabbath, Zach Wild doing his Black Sabbath experience at the Commodore. So here we go, back to what I was talking to. I was talking to Annihilator. So we're getting off now part two of the Scrape Records 26th anniversary special thing with bands that did signings and meet and greets at Scrape. Here we go, Annihilator!
back to different stages radio kind of starting this part two of the scrape records 26th anniversary special similar to that a little bit of the part one as far as diving straight into the heavy you heard some hate breed there that we had that i kind of bookend that that was that first set of four was um started and ended with bands that actually did signings at the first store for those keeping track so the last band you heard was hate breed before that some fear factory uh, that particular uh, edition of Fear Factory, it was nice having um, Burton by the store and Dino, but also with Byron and Gene, kind of getting your, your strapping vibe in there as well as far as the rhythm section goes. Uh, before that, some Devil Driver, and then the aforementioned Annihilator, um, visiting the original store, Jeff Waters. And also uh, Russ Burquest, who was an Annihilator at the time, who played on Criteria for a Black Widow. He would swing by the store quite often as well. Good dude, good friend. Also during his time in uh, Dusk Machine. Just throwing that out there. So yeah, Russ, good kid, good kid. Um, so now I'm going to dive into what was, I would say, the first big signing First meet and greet that was a big one at the second location. That would be, uh, it was the summer of 2008. We moved locations in the um, just at the beginning of the year of 2008. So a few months of getting organized. And then I'd say this was the first big one. So here we go. Here's some testament on different stages radio.
Keeping with the heavy on different stages radio, there's some behemoth. It's pretty cool having behemoth by the store. Uh, it was a uh, record store day 2012, I reckon, during the Evangelion tour. Uh, yeah, Nurgle and crew, very good dudes, very accommodating, signing tons of stuff. Just, yeah, a pleasure. And it was um, just shortly after he was really kind of in the, the midst of his um, Nurgle's uh, leukemia treatment and so forth. So it was a pretty pretty scary time for, for him for quite some time. So it was cool to see that he was doing quite well. And when he was in the store, he was in great spirits. He looked awesome and just a pleasure. So yeah, good stuff to say about Behemoth. Uh, before that, some Cannibal Corpse. I played some uh, torture for... Um, Kind of well, two reasons. One was because we had Cannibal um, three times total at the store. Well, I guess yeah, two and a half. Because one time, um, Corpse Grinder was in town doing some stuff, and he did um, he did a one-off show, which you may recall if you were in the Vancouver area. He did um, a show with Infernal Majesty, singing their whole debut album, None Shall Defy. And uh, yeah, George was in the Vancouver area for a while. He'd visit the store and we did a, um, an autograph session with George Solo. Super good dude. And uh, George was kind enough to put me in the thanks and credits of the Torture album by Cannibal Corpse. So I thought I'd spin some of that. Before that, Obituary. Some other, you know, more classic, you know, originators of the, of the death metal. The American Death, the Florida Death. And uh, Obituary. Pleasant guys yet again, uh, like most of the bands that we had at the store, especially the death metal guys. I don't know what it was. Death metal guys seem sometimes the heavier the band, even the more pleasant. You know, they start at a 10 on the pleasant scale, and then they'd sometimes go to the 15 on the pleasant scale. I don't know what the deal is. But anyways, obituary, really good dudes. And I'll never forget that uh, for those that remember my my guy, Shop Dog, the best guy ever, Jericho, um, he was at this, you know, still, still with us at that time and obituary were having a really good time with Jericho at the store and they wanted a group photo with him before they left. And they said, we're going to post it on the socials. And they did cause they're good dudes. So that was pretty cool. Having an obituary. They're like, they didn't want to leave the store until they had a nice group photo with Jericho before that some carcass. Pretty cool to have Carcass in the store. That was nice when they're, you know, kind of on the comeback area there doing during the uh, surgical steel time. So really cool to have Carcass. Uh, Bill Steer, you know, good dude. You know, just Jeff Walker, good time. So nice to have Carcass at the store. And then started that set with uh, the arguably the first big signing at the second location when we had a testament at the store which was pretty damn cool. So good, good classic uh, lineup there. Again, a lot of the heavy. Going to keep probably sticking with the heavy for a bit. I'm now I'm going to play a band that was going to do, actually, which was going to probably be the original store's first big signing. If you listen to part one, you know, you, you'll recall I made reference to Cradle of Filth being the first big signing. Well, this band was going to be a, a, maybe about a year earlier, six months earlier, they were, even that day of the show, they were going to be doing a signing. We had a massive lineup, and I remember the weather being ass. It was, I think it was around this time of year. It was just, it just sucked turning people away from getting everybody really excited to the band just got in town too late. And that, that show and that day kind of became a bit of a, a debacle for those that were there. 
outstanding question here is Dimu Dimu Burger. So they did a signing at the second store. They were supposed to do one originally at the first store, but this was during their um, during their abracadabra run. So let's do some Shagrath and friends. Here's some Dimu on different stages radio.
Welcome back to Different Stages Radio. There's a six pack of dark and black. Some Alsace there at the end, some ancient wisdom before that, some enslaved, some cradle, some satiricon, and some dimu. So quick stories of all that. All those bands did signings, and two of those bands actually played acoustic sets in the store. And the two bands that did were the last two, Ancient Wisdom and Alcest. Not together, but on separate occasions uh, for Alcest when they were in Vancouver uh, playing with Anathema, or as I like to have fun with, Anathema. It was nice to uh, bring them to town. I was a part of that production along with my good friend Mayo from The Invisible Orange. The one and only time Anathema came to Vancouver. We were lucky enough to uh, have that show pointed in our direction and we got to put that one on and it was an awesome, awesome show. And at that time, yeah, Alcest uh, swung by Scrape and did an acoustic set. And uh, before that, like I said, Ancient Wisdom, they were in town with um, the band that was before that, Enslaved. And Souls to Fear, and I'm forgetting the other one, it was um, at the Biltmore Cabaret, which was only uh, like two blocks from Scrape. So um, Ancient Wisdom came by and did a set, which was really cool. But what was funny, actually, was the bit after that, just after it was winding down and wrapping up and getting it done. And it's, okay, it's, it's, it's time to go, you know, long day, putting in, you know, crazy hours as I was all the time at the store wrapping up and then I, I see a couple people at the door knocking on the door they're wanting to come in and it's like this the signing's done we're done wrapping it up and it's like oh no it's some of the enslaved guys oh no okay well I guess we're we're open again for a little bit so let the enslaved guys in they come in they hang out for a bit do some photos um sign my fancy wooden box uh yeah my wooden box there you go they signed my wooden box I am the man with the wooden box, and they signed it. It was a good experience. So with with them just coming and enslaved coming by and hanging out, it was on the next run during uh, In Times, we had uh, enslaved at the store. And what was cool during that time for In Times is In Times was released on the day of the signing. The actual street date was the date of the signing. So we had enslaved by the store and good kids um, before that, some Cradle, Cradle by the store numerous times. Danny, always a pleasure, so always need to always shout out to Cradle. Uh, some Satyricon in there. It's cool having uh, Satyr and Frost by, you know, keeping it true, keeping it, you know, yeah, keeping it true. Good good Norwegian kids. So having a Satyricon in the store was cool. And then Dimu before that, making up for, I guess it wasn't really making up, but it just worked out better that time where it would have been really cool having them at the original store the day they were supposed to do the signing, but just weather and them getting into town, I think because of, you know, just the roads and so forth, it was a bit of a nasty time of year and it just, it just didn't line up. So it was cool that a, a few years later, um, they came by the store and that was, that was a good time. So yeah, again, the stories are just endless. So if you're just tuning in or new to the show, I want to say um, we got people. This is, you know, this is coming out November 7th, this episode, 2023. I'm noticing by some of the statistics of listeners that we got some people in Germany. We got people in the UK. Of course, we got awesome Canadian people and American people, but it's nice to see some people abroad, people in Poland, people in the Ukraine that are listening to the show. Pretty cool. So, 
you know, I, I thank you for that. So if you're new to the show, you probably don't know anything about me and nor should you. But to remind you, I had an independent record store from 97 to 2016, a physical store. And it it had a pretty, pretty cool, uh, loyal customer base and still does. And we were fortunate enough to have tons and tons of bands to come by and do autograph sessions and so forth. So that's why I'm doing this kind of double double episode because November 1st is technically the anniversary of the store. That was the first day this, the physical store opened, November 1st, 97. So that's the reasoning behind this thing as I blab. So I'm going to go now into one of the favorite, well, the, you know, the, all these were favorites for different reasons. I know I keep saying this was the best, they were the best guys, but like I said, we're really, I was really, really lucky getting these bands. And one for me that I was really, really dig, uh, Nevermore, to have Nevermore by the store to play our, uh, what was it at the time, our 13th anniversary show that I put on with some help from Mile from the Invisible Orange. Uh, it was a show that wasn't supposed to happen. The tour was done. There, there was originally going to be a date at the start of that run, and it didn't happen. And the way their uh, routing went, um, they were going to be wrapping around and then coming back to Seattle, kind of more or less through Vancouver. So kind of looking at the schedule, I'm like, hey, I think we need to see about adding another date. And at that time, it was um, early November of uh, 2010. So it would, go, it would conveniently coincide with our anniversary and just the planets kind of aligned and then also tied that in with having the band by um, for an autograph session. And it was great having Oral and Jeff and Van there. We were without Mr. Shepard, but it was still cool nonetheless. We had Attila who was playing second guitar. He was a good time. And um, once again, Moro was having fun with uh, Jericho, who I talked about earlier, the shop dog. He was taking pictures with, with Jericho and posting them as well on, on his social. So it was very cool that whole day. It was exhausting, but it was, it was cool. In some ways, it would have been nice to have a redo to have it structured better. But it was, it was nice to have that happen. So here we go. I'm getting maybe a little verklempt. Am I getting verklempt? Nevermore mean a lot to me. Those who know, know. So here we go. Here's some Nevermore on Different Stages Radio. Downstairs and runs away Sometimes 
Welcome back yet again to Different Stages Radio. I'm JJ and wanted to do a little three block there, sort of a in-memoriam block covering Warl Dane from Nevermore, Alexi Laiho from Children of Bodom, and Odorous from Guar, who um, all three bands there did signings at the store. Children did two, one at the original location and one at the second one. So it was, yeah, a little, little weird to see, you know, that stuff going down as the store was winding down. And then I guess, you know, the, the, the last of the three to go being Alexi, you know, all that stuff is still super sad, but it was still very cool to have all those people at the store and providing some awesome memories for myself and hopefully as well. I'm I'm sure for the customers that came down and would always support and create awesome lineups and buy tons of stuff and get tons of pictures and just having it a pretty cool, uh, more of a hangout experience was what I tried to do and not have it so regimented. There were times, yeah, I know in retrospect, when you, when you have some of the, the tour handlers there that are suddenly kind of calling shots and stuff, it, it, it could make it a bit challenging. But for the most part, I think we had it pretty cool where there was rarely any limits that were put on, you know, the amount of stuff you could get signed and photos were always happening. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, all things considered, and, and this is the thing too, people forget, these were all free. None of these you had to pay for. Um, you know, there was no purchase required. Purchase was always, of course, appreciated because we're trying to, you know, push product and the bands are trying to hope that you'll buy their albums. So, you know, you buy an album and get it signed. You didn't have to, but of course it was encouraged, but uh, yeah, all that's, all these things were free. So you can't argue with free. It just takes a bit of your time. And I thank you all of you for the ones that would continue continually supporting Scrape and the meet and greets. That was very, very awesome of you. And one band that really supported Scrape a lot, uh, which I touched on the previous episode, and I'll get to them again because it was four signings they did for us. The last one they did was during their Overlooked Siren Charms album. The band in question is In Flames, who I really, really enjoy. Always have a good spot for In Flames. They're always, yeah, always on time, always supportive to the store. And during the Siren Charms album run was when you had uh, Daniel and Peter still in the band, you know, the core rhythm section. Of course, Jesper was gone at that time, but it was still, you know, Bjorn's there. It's, it's still it's still a great band. And I, I highly recommend you go back and check out Siren Charms and even the album before that, Sounds of a Playground Fading. I think they're really, really stinkingly good albums. Yeah, they're not maybe crazy heavy, but they're still really good. So check them out if you haven't. And uh, a story I didn't get a chance or I forgot about last time was going back to the first time In Flames did a signing at the original store during the Reroute to Remain album. I remember picking them up at the Coliseum in Vancouver. They were it was the they're playing with uh, was it Slayer and Sepultura, I believe it was, or Slayer, yeah, or Soulfly. Anywho. Picking them up in my little blazer that I was driving at the time, little Chevy blazer, and thinking, okay, well, I could, I could maybe squeeze. Yeah, it was a bad idea. Can I, can I squeeze them all into the? No, I can't. So what, what happened was, is that three of the, three of them got in the back seat, and uh, I think Peter sat in the front. Pete, you know, he's a big dude. They're, all, they're all, you know, none of them are tiny people. But Jesper's the last one to roll roll in, and he decided he was in the back seat at the time, and I forget who was getting in last, and there just simply wasn't the room. So Jesper decided to slide over the back seat 
into the back of the truck, which at the time, that back of the truck was known as Jericho's area. I've touched on him a few times. My my dog, my guy, the best guy. He had his own little apartment, if you will, in the back of the truck with his blanket and so forth. But he wasn't with, you know, he was at the store that day, so, you know, he wasn't in the back and really not in the way. But what Jesper didn't know when he went into the back seat is that I had, do you know those, they're kind of, I think they're known sort of as flameless, frameless, the frameless frames. It's just the glass. There's no actual border frame thing. It's just the, those clip frames. And it was like an um, 1117 one. I had a, at least one or two of them in the back that I put underneath his, under his blanket to, at the time, thinking I'm keeping it protected. Um, because I'm going to, you know, take it home and frame something, of course. But Jesper decides to slide over the back seat into Jericho's area, and all of a sudden I hear this big crack, and like, oh, my, my stomach is just sunk. I'm like, oh no, his ass is cut to shreds. This is bad. There will be, never mind, no signing. There's going to be no, no show. And what the hell did I just do? Oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Well, it turned out, fortunately, because Jericho had some decent cushion back there, that even though the, the frame had broke, it didn't actually puncture through his blanket area, and all was fine with uh, Jesper. <sighs> but there was that moment of, oh no, what the hell has just happened, and how bad could this possibly get? Fortunately, it was fine. So there's, there's a little... Uh, Inflame story and inflame stories are endless. Always good kids. So here we go. I'm going to do um, a set now. I think we're going to be touching on some bands that have done a couple of signings. Looks like this show is going to go longer than even the last one because I got a number of bands going. So I know I'm clocking in close to, I'm what about an hour 50 now? This is going to probably be about two and a half, might even get closer to three. So the more I shut up and the more music I play, but I like giving you the stories. So let me know. Overall, when it comes to the show, more music, less me. You like the balance. It's, you let me know. I need to know that you're out there, okay? Info at differentstagesradio.com. You can email. You can also hit us up on the socials on Facebook and Instagram, Different Stages Radio. Okay, here we go. And Flames Paralyzed.
Hello again and welcome back. Another big set there. Some Firewind for you, some Apocalyptica for you, some Alice Cooper, some Alice in Chains, and In Flames. So quick stories. Fire, Firewind, uh, Gus G, um, a few against many tour. They're playing Vancouver. There's an opportunity for them to come do a signing, but then no, no, they want to do more than just a signing. They want to do an acoustic set in the store. So it was very cool to have Gus G and Firewind do, um, I think it was about a half hour, 40 minute set in the store. Great turnout, great dudes, signing everybody's stuff, getting photos, all that stuff. So cool to have Firewind play in the store. Same went for uh, Apocalyptica. Had them playing in the store. They wanted to play the store. They approached us about coming to play, which was quite, um, you know, quite a shock and special and cool. So, of course, well, Apocalyptica want to play your store. How do you say no to that? So had that happen, and then right in the middle of that set, definitely the biggest signing we ever had, Alice Cooper, um, during the Along Came a Spider tour, and uh, yeah, to have Alice at the store, had some great support from SPV um, to make that happen, so Alice Cooper, boy, it's hard. It's hard to top that, especially for a you know independent record store to have Alice Cooper in your store. Like that's that's a big deal. And then before that, another Alice, as in in chains. Maybe I'm cheating a bit on this, but it was nice to have Mike Inez stop by the store one time, and he did some shopping, buying some Alice in Chains product that he didn't have, some vinyl, and then some uh, Motorhead that he played on, and. He hung around, signed the infamous door. For those that you know were customers at the store, you probably remember the the door, the door uh, that was at the second store that all the bands signed front and back. If you're wondering where that infamous door ended up, I do not have the door. Good friend of mine, uh, Mark in Fredericton, New Brunswick, was cool enough to support the SPCA when uh, Jericho had passed away and made a very nifty donation and in turn he has the door so if you're wondering where the door went that's where the door went including you know everybody well i'd say 90 percent of the people that that played at the store did sign it there was a couple of slight omissions but you know it's it was a very very uh in-depth signing of the door and very limited real estate left on that door by the time it was time to wrap up scrape and starting from that set early on there, the, yeah, in flames, like I've said a bunch of times, one of the one of the greatest signings we ever had. They're always so good. Four signings at the store, two at the original store, two at the second store. Always good guys. So I have nothing but good to say about in flames. So so many stories to tell. I'm well over. Um, yeah, I'm over two hours into the show now. I think it's going to turn into three because I'm looking at the bands I still got to cover and stories I need to whip through. So here's another one. I'm going to go into. Um, we'll go into this next set and then I'll backtrack. But another another great Swedish band did tons of signings. Michael Ackerfeld bought a ton of product on one particular visit, like a lot of product. We're talking boxes of vinyl. That's plural, big boxes of vinyl. We're not talking box sets. We're talking boxes of vinyl. Here's some Opeth on different stages radio.
loosen the harness of trust, survey an impulse of lust. The thespians far away, rooted yet forced to stay.
face I don't recall It was a time of innocence and decadence All the fights, the fun and the ignorance Now you're always under influence A long heart fall from oblivion The apple doesn't fall far from the tree You say tomorrow seems as bad as yesterday That you live because you have to, not because you want to stay Then that's those who die, try to get away Never had an easy living But it's the only life you've ever known You've been good, you've been bad, you've been different That's how it goes for people like me and you
Looks like we made it through another set. Welcome back to Different Stages Radio. Lots to unpack in that set. Some Lamb of God from Wrath from their uh, second time around at Scrape. Lamb of God did one appearance at the at each location through the years. As uh, noted in the previous episode, it was cool to have some Scrape footage in their Philadelphia DVD. So you might want to look that up if you haven't. Before the Lamb of God, there was some At the Gates. Had At the Gates a couple times at the second location. Always good dudes at the gates. Nothing but positive to say about them. Same with Gojira. Before that, had them at the second location. Good dudes. Before that, Macedon had the full band once, half the band another time, but to have Macedon essentially at the store twice, just as they're exploding. And the, the last time was on um, during the Hunter tour. So it was cool to have them by. Graveyard. The last real signing at the store, which I thought was kind of fitting because there was a time where it wasn't public that the store was going to be winding down. And I go back to think back to um, having obituary doing signings and thinking, oh, that would be kind of, kind of, you know, a little humorous, if you will, to have obituary be the last signing. And then, oh, oh, at the gates followed. And I'm thinking, oh, at the gates, that's pretty good. Close to closing. Nobody knew, but at the gates, that's pretty good. But then graveyard, there you go. So you had to, but it seems obituary though should still follow. Well, maybe it could come just before the graveyard, I guess. So you got to, maybe it's at the gates. Should that be how it should have went? Should have been at the gates, obituary, graveyard? Food for thought on different stages radio. Before the or before the graveyard, Opeth, I alluded to uh, Ackerfelt as in Michael buying a ton of product and he did as he often did when he came by the store. And it was really cool that last time that they did a signing, which was uh, the third time they did one. The very first one, yeah, was at for Ghost Reveries. And then I told you on the previous episode how he came in the very first time solo with Gene Hoagland. So if you missed that story, go back to part one of the Scrape Records 26th anniversary special, and you'll get that story. But yeah, Michael Ackerfeld buying a ton of stuff. I got, I got sidetracked there. Let's go back to this part of the story. So, so the last time they did a signing, it wasn't, it didn't look like it was going to happen. And it was kind of odd because we had some good relationships going. Everything was going fine with the record label. So thinking, okay, it's pretty much a done deal. And I never wanted to take any of these things, you know, for granted or be arrogant about it because sometimes you know, the band schedule, maybe they're flying in that day. Maybe it's a bit of a different time for load-in. Maybe they're eating at a different time. Maybe there's some other interviews and other things that they're looking to do. Maybe they just simply want some rest and they just need some time. So you can't always expect it. You just kind of hope for it. So when I reached out to the record company about doing it the last time, it's, it was like, yeah, it should be, should be cool. should be cool. So then you know, a few weeks pass and then it's like, okay, well, I thought I might've heard something by now. So reach out to them again. And they said, yeah, actually we, we reached out and they said that they're not going to be doing any meet and greets at all on this tour. And I went, okay, you know, kind of unfortunate, but whatever, like it's, at least it's not, at least it's not a personal thing is happening across the board. So they're not going to do any meet and greets. Okay. Too bad. So sad. Would have been nice, but not going to happen. Well, then fast forward about another maybe week or two, and now it's a couple weeks out of when the show was going to happen, and I get a call from the record company saying, oh, well, it got back to the band that you were asking for a meet and greet, 
and the band said that they will do one for you. So yeah, I was feeling pretty damn cool about that, and um, and I also always want to make sure that you, the listener, and you, the supporter, you, the person that came down and supported these signings, that's why those things kept, hap- kept happening. I can ask for them, but if you don't support it, there's no point. So it's a, it's a two-way street in that manner. So it was very cool to have Opeth by that time around when they weren't doing any signings anywhere, but agreed to do one for us because they knew it was us and they wanted to do it. So there you go. That's a little feel-good story. So I'm going to bounce into more stuff. I got, I'm looking at two sets and maybe a closure. Got a few bands still to get through. So yeah, this is going to be crack in three hours. I hope you're in for the ride. Oh, here you go. If you're in this far into the show, so this is coming out on November 7th. I'm going to give you pretty much a week. I'm going to give you to November 15th. If you're listening to this show, this is what you get as added value. Um, this band never came to the store. I'm talking about Steel Panther right now. Why am I bringing up Steel Panther? Because we have contests that we have going on. And I'm going to do one right now. If you're listening to this show and you've heard this show and you've submitted an email to info at differentstagesradio.com, you've done said thing prior to November 15th. You've sent it in by November 14th. You tell me that you've heard this part of the show. Give me two bands in this episode that you really, really like, along with the fact that you want Steel Panther tickets in Vancouver on December 29th or 30th. I will give you a pair of tickets. How about that? Email me, info at differentstagesradio.com. Show me you're listening. You must do so. I must see this by November 15th. You have through November 14th to email me. Good luck. Here we go. Here's some uh, another band at the store at Scrape. Sabaton on different stages radio.
another big set on Different Stages Radio. I'm JJ, and you just heard Act of Defiance. They were the last band to do uh, an appearance at Scrape. It wasn't really anything official. They were just playing up the road and stopped by to, to check out the store, which was pretty cool to have those guys in the store, Henry Derrick and um, Chris Broderick and Sean Drover and, and Matt Bashand. Um, hanging out in the store and signing the door and taking some photos and buying some products. So that was cool to have those guys by the store. Iced Earth before that. So had Iced Earth one time with Stu Block, one time with Matt Barlow. So covered the Matt Barlow portion of the program there. Before that, played some Fozzie. Had Chris Jericho in the store for a solo autograph session when Fozzie uh, played in town with Saxon. So it's cool to have Chris Jericho in the store. Before that, it was a, did a double signing that day, uh, Sabaton and Revamp. So Sabaton opened that last set, Revamped followed. For those who don't know Revamp, because they're a bit under the radar, featuring Fleur Jansen that you know from Nightwish and from After Forever back in the day and doing some Aryan stuff too. So very cool to have Fleur in the store. And it was cool to see... Um, uh, that show that night and a uh, little side note it was pretty cool that Floor was on the floor wa- wandering around uh, during uh, I forget which band but she saw me in the distance and came up and said hey and said hey would you like a beer I'd like to buy you a beer and if Floor Jansen wants to buy you a beer it's hard to say no to that so good kid there and congrats to her and uh, with drummer there from Sabaton baby number two they just had recently so congrats to them and uh, yeah, Sabaton started that set. Very good dudes. Man, Sabaton, they are hard workers. Looking back to the first time that they played in Vancouver, Mayo and I, from uh, Mayo from the Invisible Orange and myself, we uh, were part of uh, bringing Sabaton to town. The very first time they played in Vancouver was opening for Evergrey at the um, at venue back in, what, 2011, 12 sort of time? And what was really cool there, because yeah, it was during the Heroes album, and we had a ton of extra um, CD booklets, because at the at the time, and this happened a few times before, um, more at the first store, I remember we did this with Inflames, uh, Come Clarity, and Dark Tranquility, where the albums weren't out quite yet when they were going to do their autograph sessions. So what the record label did is they would send us a bunch of the CD booklets in advance, and... Uh, when you pre-bought the album, you could get the booklet in the meantime, get it signed, and then when the album was out, you came back, you brought your CD booklet, and you got a whole new package with an, a fresh booklet as an added bonus. So with the Sabaton situation, we got a ton of booklets, and this has hap- happened a few times, but Sabaton went far and beyond the Call of Duty, where there was still easily... Like, we got overshipped on the booklets. Like, they signed, like, there was more than enough that was going to be quality for the signings, but we usually got a couple hundred of these things. And Sabaton, they were even doing this at the show that night, that they didn't want to leave any booklets unsigned. So they're signing booklets endlessly at the table, because at one point I'm like, you can just give them back. Like, that's cool. You've signed tons. And they're like, no, we're signing all of these booklets. So because they're they're good dudes, that's that's what they did. And if you're looking for things like that, I do still have a few of these booklets left, along with a couple other odds and ends that were signed at the store, like a signed in flames or sorry, signed enslaved uh, CDs and vinyl. Uh, I think I have some graveyard 
There's a couple things you can find. And like I was saying before, gig posters too. So go check out scraperecords.com and you can find some of this stuff on there. And it's legit stuff. So if you're if you're having any doubt, don't have doubts. Or if you want you know further clarification, drop an email and I will inform you myself. Okay, so now we go on to, let's do a threesome of some sort of Viking trollish stuff. And then we're going to wrap up the show, and I thank you for tuning in. So we're going to keep moving here, get this uh, get this going. So here's some Eluviti uh, on Different Stages Radio.
Welcome back yet again to Different Stages Radio, and thanks for sticking with me. This is a very, very long episode. We're going to be closing up at uh, after this last track and clocking in nearly three and a half hours, so thanks for toughing it out. I hope you made it to the end because it was a lot of cool things, and there were still other stuff that I would have liked to get to because there were a few other... Um, you know kind of people like I, I wanted to get to and I still could I guess I could still do an additional episode at some point because um, I wanted to mention things like Biff Naked who you may know she would often come by on a, I wouldn't see her actually she was because Sundays were kind of the day that I would kind of take or try to take for myself and she would often come by on Sundays um, at the original store and do some shopping buy some clothes and some albums and stuff so you know she was it was cool to have her support the store people like uh ray mcguire from trooper he'd come in sometimes buy some vinyl and buy bought some tickets to shows same with lance chalmers who was drumming for trooper at the time so he was a you know regular customer and you know a lot of a lot of different folk locally um that would come by you know so many of the local bands too like thinking back when archbuyer were first starting out and members from unleash the archers you know there's there's a lot more you know, name dropping that can be done. I know it may seem a little hokey, but it's just it's just kind of cool to to re you know to recall this stuff and kind of look back that some of these bands that are now kind of a kind of a thing like Oroch having some success a while back and seeing what uh, uh, Saturn's Cross has been doing. You know, other other local things that that I enjoy. Um, so you know, Empyria, that sort of stuff. So there's there's a lot of things that are that are uh, important to me and important to the store. And I thank you once again for listening. I'm JJ. This was the part two of the Scrape Records 26th anniversary special of recapping and looking back of the variety of personnel, bands, and people that came by Scrape to do meet and greets, played in the store, you know, doing solo shows. And this guy possibly did the most for us from the very beginning, you know, what, I go back to, like I was working with, um, talking about Devin Townsend here, I was working with Devin, if you didn't if you didn't have a chance to get back to some of the prior episodes of Different Stages Radio, I talk about how him and I were working together at the time that he had um, auditioned to play with Steve Vai. So we go back to, you know, 92, 93 time, um, you know, 30 years ago, basically. Um, so to go through that procedure, you know, seeing how that all panned out, seeing where he started with strapping to the beginnings of a solo career, you know, being on board. I remember when I was working at HMV, when Ocean Machine came out, ordering that in as a Japan only release, because that was the only way you could get it. I'd bring them in as, you know, crazy $50, $60 imports at the time, but that's how you had to get it. So to follow through all that and to do one of the first signings I ever organized was was actually just months before opening the store when I was still at HMV, just before opening Scrape, we did a signing at HMV for Strapping City that went well. And that just snowballed into massive support from Devin and the members of Strapping, Byron, Jed, and Gene in particular, supporting the store through the years. Uh, but Devin, through the Strapping side of things, through the solo side of things, um, to performing in the store, to doing a midnight release. So for that, I want to give a final big shout out to Devin and of course to all the bands who supported the store, to all the customers and disciples that came 
and supported these signings. These things wouldn't have kept happening if you didn't support them. So it's your fault. You're to blame. You're to blame. So to wrap it up, this episode, next week will be an all brand spanking new episode. There's a lot of stuff I need to get to that's come out in the past couple of weeks. So there'll be more catching up to do. Shows might move to Wednesdays. Keep that in mind. I'm going to keep this weekly, but other things that are happening in my world might, I might need to adjust the, this, um, the Tuesday thing, but it will remain a weekly. It will remain a weekly. So here we go. Wrapping up this week, we're going to some Devin. Keep it chill. Let's do some ghost when he did a midnight release for this ghost and deconstruction, but we're going to go on the ghost side and we're going to calm things down. Thanks for listening. See you next week.
Thank you.